Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, Sue Minahan here, and this is Talk Cosmos. Today is December 11th, Sunday, and thank you very much. This is Astrological Insights, Conversations Awakening Your Authentic Self, and we have a panel that's one of the, well, we have a panel, of course, but this is an ongoing three-part panel, and this is part three, and it's a mini-series about our natal, when I say our, I am part of this country at this still, and it is with the United States natal chart. Everybody has a chart, whatever it could be. And it the large cycle of Pluto, which is, uh, well, it's said to be 248 years, but there's actually a span of time within a few years because of the fact of its very elliptical uh, orbit. And it So it is having a a return to its exact spot, which is 27 degrees and 33 minutes of Capricorn, three times. The first was February 20th, and on the phase one, this is about the return and power. So it was, if the Constitution says we are the people, who has the power? Who are the people? And... The second return was July 11th. Actually, we're going to have all the slides about this. I don't really need to go into it, but it was the 11th. And it was about revolutionary terms. And the third one now is going to be on the 28th of December. And it is really about inclusivity, the promised inclusivity. What is it? How are we going to do it? Let's get on with that. So, We are ready to announce, I'm trying, I'm sorry, I pardon the pause there, because often we have a recording, but because this is a mini-series, you will have to listen, and I will announce each person and give a little bit of a bio briefly, and along with their website, because on Top Cosmos, we have under the sixth, fifth season, all of their website and contact information, because they're illustrious, and you will want to connect with them. We have Samuel F. Reynolds. And a former skeptic, but a life-changing event. And now one of our greatest dear astrologers. So, and I understand. Okay, we won't divulge. I was up late last night. I have to be honest here and doing the slides. So forgive me. I'll keep this as simple as I can because the brain works better. But Sam can be reached at unlockastrology.com. We have Justin Crockett Elsie and Justy, Justy, Justin. <laughs> oh, this is a good morning. Um, Justin is a at Justin Elsie at actually you have Justin Elsie, Justin Crockett Elsie.com because your website is up and running. It's been under renovation. We have Ray Sapp who's the owner and publisher of The Mountain Astrologer. And you can contact her, of course, at The Mountain Astrologer. And last but not hardly least is Dr. Stormy Grace, 
one of our great um, learning sites that she has along with Sam. Sam has all kinds of learning sites too. And she has multiple platforms, a podcast, Patreon, and stormygrace.com. So thank you. Thank you, each one, every one of you. And at the half hour, we'll ask what you're doing so you can, on your own terms, give a little information about what what life is. So we have this Pluto return. And as we know, the vibrational energy has been affecting us for some time. You know, it's a slow moving planet like that toggles and stays within a degree or two. So whether we're connecting it instantly or not, and the ramifications is often what it's all about. So in other words, we have, because it won't be yet for a couple of weeks, but there's plenty of time. Do Here, I'll bring on, Nathan, can we have these slides? Thank you. And here we have the panelists. And for those of you that are on YouTube, you can easily get their contact immediately here. Otherwise, at the Talk Cosmos. So here we have... We the people, and this might be a touchstone, but I'm eager without directing further feedback from both of you. But Dr. Angela Story, associate professor, I spoke with her and she studies anthropology. And she says many, many of her students have this idea of what power is, that it's either the government or economic, that it's unevenly distributed, which is very true. That's our experience. And that's the problem. We need to rectify this as a whole conscious world and, and nation and, and global, globally. That's the ideal. And that they think it's a normal hierarchy that, hey, this is how it happens. But no, she says it's a social construct. We can create it. We have created it. And our, it's from our experience, meaning we have the power within and it can evolve and shape life. So with that said, these are the three um, returns. Thank you. And we'll go on. So does somebody have a thought? <laughs> I see smiles and Ray, Stormy, Sam, Justin. Want to have some comment? Help me out. <laughs> what about inclusivity? It would be like it is. Well, I don't. I don't know if I fully agree that we can. You know, we are social creatures, and as social creatures in our evolution, yes, we do have the power, um, individually and collectively. But I don't think that has to be beyond, you know, some measure of naturalness. And I guess with the question of distribution, it's always a question of who in terms of who benefits. Yes. And I think. Because it's not I natural. It's, right. It's, I think yeah, that was the point. Yeah. I Go think ahead. it might be idealistic to think it can be for everyone. But mm. I think it should be with the intention for as many people as possible. And I think that's different than just saying for everyone. Absolutely. And thank you for clarifying reality. It's like getting grounded. 
mm-hmm. which is really the point. But yet, I do. I've given a lot of thought because there's, as individuals, if we can work with that intention, then at least our life, our circle, our contacts, and we don't know how it really works can expand. But yes, I did not hope anybody thought that it was a natural hierarchy. That was the misnomer that it is, that it, it, it certainly isn't. If you look at animals, it, there's a, it's a survival for the fittest. We know that. So, well, and it's we, an interesting mm-hmm. topic as Pluto is in Capricorn and moving into Aquarius, because I find that Capricorn and Aquarius can be some of the most hierarchical or exclusive signs. Um, and so there is that, what does it mean to have thresholds or um, again, entry points? Um, I think Aquarius, as Pluto moves into it, will really highlight this idea that anything that is experimental, so again, Aquarius, Uranus, anything that is inherently experimental often needs to start in a tighter container before it can then um, branch out and bring more people in, again, moving into that Piscean, okay, now it can be for everyone. I like that structure, but tighter. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Please just step in. I, I'm not going to monitor one or the other. And I sometimes agree. And so therefore, yes, a tight threshold. In fact, I think this is a point where if we have this American dream that really for this inclusivity that is because it's a disconnect. There, it is not unanimous. It never has been unanimous, and it's still an ideal. Yet we're reaching the point where we have a larger ability to connect with people through many more medias than than sending somebody out, to, dropping their bean into the cup to vote. You know, we're hopefully we can vote. Yes, there's. But if, if this this whole structure of power over versus power with. So I thought I would, because the ideal going with Aquarius and the Piscean and the social elements is that we can do both, both and, you know, it's a collaborative thing. So well, that's you where. Said on that last slide, the idea of redefining the American dream, I think that there is something that's really important about the process itself. It's one thing to say that we have an idea of what we want to create, but if the means in which we go about creating it violate that dream, then we aren't actually creating what we want. That like the the process of creating is just as important as the outcome. What do you mean by the means? I mean that the process, if you are saying that we want to redistribute power, if we want to say that everyone is equal and then we don't treat people equally, how can you then say that that is your, your ideal? How can you say that that is what you are aiming to achieve if that is not what you do in action? True. Yeah. The just the means cannot justify the end. Thinking of it in that terms, Storm- again, and the idea of the American dream, this idea that we said that everyone is equal, and then actively created laws in which we said that people aren't equal. So that's what I mean about redefining it is about being in integrity with our own actions. Yes, right. If I- yeah, I think that ahead, I agree Stormy. that the. Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Stormy. Go ahead. That the, you know, redefining the American dream, we're still in the process of that because 
the American dream, I don't think is what it used to be. You know, a house, the fence, the dog, 2.5 kids. That's not everybody's American dream anymore. As a digital nomad, it's not mine. You know, I'm like, I'm the American dream now is to pick up as an American and go where I want to go. Right. So the American dream in its redefinition, I think, is absolutely a conversation. But something I keep in mind with the United States is that we're very young. We're in our teenage ship on the global stage and we appear to be acting like teenagers. So what we're looking at in terms of the idea of inclusivity and then how we get to that, we're even just redefining what that means. Are we saying inclusivity in terms of the theory of inclusivity where resources and opportunities are available for everyone? Or is it the feeling of inclusivity? Because that is actually something that might we have to evaluate. Is that useful or is that doing damage. So, you know, in the terms of the America, North American dream and and just our our stage here, I think that we're still in so much redefinition that first it has to be quite painful uh honestly to figure out like we're like yeah, we don't we don't want that. <laughs> As most teenagers learn. I've got some teenagers at home and I wouldn't let them run the country, so you know, I love them though. I don't want to eat them, you know. <laughs> Not being Saturn or you're right or Jupiter here. Well, and again, exactly. Being mindful that teenage energy and toddler energy is really good for elder energy. It reminds us of when we've gotten stuck or when we aren't seeing the more youthful, rebellious approach. And how do we balance those? How do we? Yeah. Well, again, I, th- I agree. Don't let them run the country. But yeah, you know, I think I think on its on its head, we are at the basic level. Our country is built on constant change. I mean, it, you know, born with a Sagittarian ascendant, and you know, Uranus and Gemini, and as a, a recent astrologer pointed out, every time the United States in, in, uh, comes up with a uh, Uranus and Gemini um, return. There's a major, major war that redefines, we're talking about redefining, redefines the country, revol- the Revolutionary War, Civil War, and World War II. And, and so, you know, with Pluto in the second house, the, the chart, it's, it's constantly, we're constantly redefining who we are. We, as, as Stormy pointed out, we're a very young nation, and it's going to continue to be that way. It's just, we're a country that continues to redefine itself. And I think that... Um, you, uh, I forget whether Stormy or Ray pointed out about uh, the healthy, ha- how we go about redefining ourselves, whether it's healthy or not. And I think the larger, this larger focus on, um, if you're talking about power, we're talking about social media. Um, that's that's really front and center right now. Whether who has the power, you know, billionaire just buys a a, sol- a, 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 a social media company, and now who has the power? He does, or all these people on the on the platform. And and how how destructive is social media? There was a recent um, uh, uh, Filipino uh, journalist that just got that Nobel Prize, and she she has a very good talk and documentary about the um, the dangers of social media. And I think that's going to play a big part into this Pluto into Aquarius and and change. I mean, social media is going to const- is going to change the power structure in this country. And I think it's important to remember that part of our Pluto return is Pluto opposing Mercury. So again, these themes about how we communicate and especially platforms like social media and the disorientation that can arise within the artificialness and not the like human connection. Well, Mm -hmm. Sue, you, you talked about integrity 
So one of the things that I think about with our Pluto return and then even the maturation with the Pluto moving into Aquarius is that, yes, I agree with Stormy and what has been said, but we're a young nation, we're a teenage nation, we're, but we were also a very prodigious nation. And um, one thing that I want to remind, like we're a prodigious nation in a stodgy world or a world of stodgy peoples who also became nations around the time that we became nation a nation. And that's important because as much as we are hard on our country with some understandable um, issues, we've also been brilliantly innovative. We mm -hmm. have changed the world. Um, you know, as much as we want to say, you know, old world Europe, they also into old ideas. You know, even still, like if we go to Britain, I'm going to pick on Britain because it's our former <laughs> colonizer, right? right. Um, if we go to Britain, even today, if any one of you, because I think we're over 40, wanted to go back and say, get a medical degree, you couldn't by virtue of your age, okay? You wouldn't get the support. Whereas in our country, if you decided and you have the money, you want to go to a medical school, you could. Mm -hmm. So I think there's, there's some things that still function in Europe that don't work. There's a lot that does. So I think we... We've done a lot of innovation, and I think the challenge has been maintaining our ideas, or as King put it, Dr. King, you know, doing what we said on paper. I think that's the challenge moving forward. Yes. There's so many aspects of power. It is such an enormous subject, and it's good to thread this part out. It's like everything has incremental ramifications and then there's grief there's a shadow there's this inherited and 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 replicated and 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 are we seeing it and new choices because of new tools all of this works it's so real so there isn't of course one answer but there's many ways to phrase the prism that we're looking at because essentially this pluto in itself in Capricorn, I mean, in itself, in this sign that's just in the last three degrees, is a whole breakdown deconditioning because that's what Pluto does. It says, if it, if it ain't feeding me, no more. I need life. I want, you know, feed me uh, life. And so, it, 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 and part of this, it represents external. I think we can look at the chart. So in other words, Perhaps all of this really one uh, emphasis or uh, point is that it's that birth of power within rather than answering to the external. Because then if we give an answer, it's in a response to, to something that, like you say, a thought pattern that was brought over from Europe that still lives. And there is a lot of caste system inequities existing it, it wasn't brand new coming over here <sighs> such as life yeah but i think the, the question of accountability also spreads out beyond the question of caste too um it has dimensions more for americans related to class and then related to you know strata and i don't mean just class but more even um influence you know being an influencer you know, I've had a a week long, week long debate on my page talking about Yay, um, Kanye, <laughs> and 
you know, one thing that's been interesting to me without recapping, you know, all the points there has been this question of like, independent of how you think about Ye, whether he's mentally ill or not, or just a a-hole or whatever, is how do we hold someone like that accountable? How do we hold each other accountable? And I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a big question. Well, and what does accountability mean when we are in this flux of change? Yeah, Who has the power to, and I think accountability always comes, and this is such a Pluto word, but there has to be a path to redemption. And if there is no path to redemption, then we don't actually have justice. We don't actually have empathy. We don't actually have a system that can um, rehabilitate. But what what happens when people don't want to be redeemed? And we get with that strong partisan, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is really down to, in a sense of, and I'm going to use these words and not to get people uh, audience wise thinking, oh, but life and death, meaning the ending and beginning of cycles and the ending and beginning of realities and the fact of our own personal power. Because my sense of ownership and responsibility is that the only person that we can actually have any power over is ourself. So we're accountable to ourselves and for our actions. And yeah, but, but Pluto and Aquarius yeah. is going to challenge that, right? I yeah, mean, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you know, if we're talking about just being responsible for ourselves, what if our sense of selves or self then kind of becomes, um, you know, intermeshed or even, you know, erased from by, by you know, to others. So for instance, like, nice watch. Yeah, thanks. That's mine now, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of a brutal, maybe even a name example, but there are different aspects of that, right? In terms of acquisition. So I don't know. How do we, we have to deal yeah. with that as well. Well, and I think there's an important part of Pluto too that we need to remember around that nothing can be destroyed. It can only be composted. It can only be transmuted. And so again, this idea, I think sometimes that Pluto dynamic of we're going to eradicate this, we're going to end X, Y, Z, whatever that thing is that we hate or dislike or don't want to exist. And remembering that when we send out that charge, we immediately become like, addicted to the enemy of it. And we have to be able to know that, okay, this thing exists. How do I make peace with the fact that this exists and transmute it into something that is more tolerable, something that is more functional, something that is, I hate to use the word better, but like, yeah. Well, more in alignment perhaps with somebody else, not just all about our little story. And on that, that idea rather... of moving into Aquarius, like, you know, the idea uh, where does it come from like that the smallest uh, minority is the individual? Um, and so I think Aquarius really highlights that idea of like, how do we become a mosaic and not a melting pot? How do we highlight our differences and show up in the fact that we are all incredibly unique? But again, that that doesn't mean that one piece is more important or one piece is shinier, that every piece of the puzzle, every piece of the mosaic is important for that greater picture. And I think that Pluto and Aquarius is going to, with this question of inclusivity, put, especially in the United States, all of us on on the block for really going, okay, well, how inclusive 
do I want to be? How much inclusivity? Because right now what we've got are some cool things that it's like, okay, yeah, maybe AI is coming up and humans don't want to work like machines, but machines work like machines, but machines need humans to program machines. So we get to steward some of the AI capacity, right? So do we want to be that inclusive? Or are we talking about the more Plutonian issues where now we need to be so inclusive to everybody that we're not calling pedophiles pedophiles anymore. They're minor attracted people. And we're going to include this. So how inclusive wow. are we going in inclusivity? We're going to talk about these things. Wait, right? is this that a is thing? up on the stage. Storming. Is that a what? thing? Yes. That is a thing. That is absolutely a thing. So, wow. so and they need the, the right kind of rights, right? Oh and they need to be wow. protected as a specialized class. So what, and this is not one way or the other, but I'm saying when we're going to use the word inclusivity, what are we saying? Because it means, and I think that any any craft, any person who leaves out the dark with the light, yeah. is it's really immature and it's missing. So we're going to have the conversations of all of the inclusivity and what does that mean in the human collective, I think, as to <laughs> what we're willing to exact. include and give right and give power to, right? So yeah, like personal things. Yeah, well, like and I think that that really will invoke this idea of personhood, um, you know, mm -hmm. and the argument of what personhood is, especially with the AI component. Um, you know, this when do they become their own sentient beings? Um, and so, like mm -hmm. you said, the inclusivity, like that, this is going to become transhuman. Yeah. Well, we're defining. I know in these gonna, conversations. Yeah, we're going to define Justin. social structure. That's what's really at its basic core. We're de redefining our our social structure and society, mm -hmm. primarily communications, you know what I mean, and how we communicate. But social structure is going to change. Yeah. And we see some of this out there already, right? Don't we? I mean, there's the ideas of, of personhood that are already on the table, which are, you know, very welcome and ready for inclusivity in, in one thought and in one breath. Uh, but also in the other, it is oppressive to another group of people. Right. It means the eradication of a particular gender or, you know, whatever. So what are we doing with that? We're figuring out what we're doing with that. Well, it is interesting to thinking just of Capricorn because it is a judgment. There has to be some judgment. I mean, if you're going to mm -hmm. take two poles and put them in the ground and build something, you have to be able to judge the distance and, and the structure and everything else. But as one person had well as i've it's not to get stopped instead of making a judgment and we have uh oh boy i'm getting lost on my thought there but i think this idea of okay if we're going to make a judgment it acts it's cardinal it wants another action for instance if you're going to set your sails you look at the site of where you're where it is and the wind I act like I'm such a great sailor, but I love the idea. It must have been a past life. I'm on the ocean. But at any rate, and and you can direct yourself because it's a like a certain you take you 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 see it and then you act. And so when we're talking about all of these things, it's so valuable because again, in we have a, like a minute and then we're gonna take this little break. Their conversation, communicating is paramount to bridging these misunderstandings or changes that have evolved that, that naturally happen because the world is changing all the time. So these ideas that were a mosaic 
that there's redefining social structure. But what is social structure? It's no longer, oh, come over and have my cookies and sit on my porch <laughs> or something, right? But rather it's like, hey, can we Zoom and, you know, or, or whatever. And also this Stuart, this idea of identity, it gets down to real identity. And, it, okay, what, I, I'm a long believer that we can't please all the people all the time. I mean, as much as I love to, I've got all that Libra stuff that eh, ain't going to happen. So it's really where the chips have to go, where not just the majority is not talking majority, but it's higher echelon, right? And that's the alignment that gets into the mysterious. And that gets really to where these planets are going. And we'll look at, at charts after this. And I, we're not absolute. We don't have to hang up right this second, even though I am a half a minute over. Does anybody have a thought? Silence is golden, but we will erupt. Okay, on to the next. Thank you. We'll be right back, folks and people. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond. Sagittarius travels to far places, physically and mentally, to find the truths of life. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 18th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me and Talk With Your Animal or Human Loved Ones and Personal Awareness Coaching with Natasha Venter. It's also our Christmas and Hanukkah show, so we'll be singing. Hope you can join us for that and call in with your questions. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Talk Cosmos is celebrating its sixth season and has a special gift for everyone listening to the show. A free mini transit reading from your natal chart. This reading can help you discover your life path forward and make you aware of current opportunities and challenges. 
TikTok Cosmos Kaleidoscope Visions panel invites you to participate in this learning experience and to interact with the astrologers reading your chart in 2023 during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show. Schedule your mini transit reading and find more information about the panel at TalkCosmos.com. We look forward to connecting with you for a free natal chart mini transit reading during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show at 1 p.m. Pacific on Talk Cosmos. Alternative Talk 1150 online at 1150kknw.com. Hi, we're back again. This is U.S. Pluto return and power for the part three. And we're talking a little bit about Capricorn and I was looking at my notes, crystallization. That's really the emphasis, but there's a whole nother story happening. All those little beautiful parts of crystallization, they have prism light and it can be a mosaic. I love that word, Ray. So we have here, Justin Crockett, Elsie, Ray Sapp, Samuel F. Reynolds, known as Sam, and Dr. Stormy Grace. So I'm going to ask each one of you what events you might have. You could tell us. Uh, Sam, what do you have coming up, please? Vacation. Um, (laughs) That's right, from ESAR. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm off the, you know, soon I'll be fully officially off the ESAR board. Um, Then there's a cruise that I'm doing. why am I blanking on Dr. Patty's last name? Um, Bell, Patricia L. Bell. So there's a cruise I'm doing with her um, starting in January. And then, uh, yeah. What's the, name, uh, what's the name of that? Would that be Patty? Transformational Bell? cruise. And I have to, I don't have. Okay, that's fine. People can Google. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, the big thing will be Norwalk um, mm. in May. So there's some other little things happening between that. But. That's kind of those some big things, which I now I guess I'll see Ray there and I'll see Stormy. And also, I do want to say about Ray, since Ray is here, there's the yearbook out and I have an article in the yearbook. Um, the yeah, Zodiac Mafia. Ah. Uh, so I'm excited to have something in there. Beautiful. And he is also going to be in our next issue in the Aries issue upcoming um, on the nodal axis Scorpio. Taurus um, and race relations in the United States. So again, very potent to our current conversation. Exactly. And having a little more time perhaps to delve into all that energy, leaving your long nine years with Esau. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Ray, then we'll continue with you. What's yours? So again, we just launched our very first yearbook with the Mountain Astrologer. Um, part of this was the shift from doing six issues a year to five issues a year. So we're doing four quarterlies and one annual yearbook. Um, and it's really exciting to have this. Uh, again, it literally just arrived two days ago. Um, fun to get my hands on it. Um, it's primarily features focused and then has a yearly ephemeris, horoscopes, and personal calendar, um, which the artist featured in here won the OPA grant, um, Linnell Walker. So Lindell Walker. Um, so again, it's a really beautiful uh, issue that came together. Uh, it is exclusively through the Mountain Astrologer. Um, so you won't be able to find it in shops. It's only through us. So mountainastrologer.com. I think when I signed up for my advertising, I thought I'm getting this. So I'll be waiting for it. It takes a little longer over here in Hawaii. Yes, if you are a subscriber, there's a part of the subscription. Yes, I am. So that's excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. 
Stormy, or we could do, yeah, go ahead. I would love to hear from Stormy. I always think, oh, Justin, I'm waiting last with you, but that's okay. <laughs> Hi. He's got a patient Virgo moon. He'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot going on uh, per usual. Um, the YouTube channel is on and firing, and we've still got the YouTube Academy, which was crowdfunded again for year two. So lots of content, lots of astrological learning, starting at the history of Western astrology, moving all the way through um, synastry and compatibility. So we've got those lessons up and on the YouTube page already. You can access them mm -hmm. anywhere. They are free. And we have teachers coming back to add additional thoughts and lessons into the teachings they've already done. And we've got a couple teachers who will come back and teach brand new classes to add to the academy as well. So lots going on on the YouTube channel. And then I actually launched launched an additional YouTube channel, uh, the Legatia Academy. And Legatia is Latin for legacy. So fun that we're talking about Capricorn energy. Um, but teaching uh, astrologers and creative entrepreneurs how to build profitable businesses. So met a lot of, of us in our our industry and they were really struggling with having profitable businesses. So some good old Capricornian principles. I'll be teaching people how to do that over at Legatia. So plenty busy, plenty, plenty busy. I noticed your Legatia too and contemplated, oh, I need this. Yet I must say I've just barely, there may be yet ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Justin, we have arrived. What What is happening in your world? Well, just a couple of things. I'm actually teaching a four-month uh, um, dynamic uh, astrology workshop for four months for a handful of students. And then I'm also I'm working on a, a book right now on Pluto and the United States return and, and what the next 200 or so years looks like. So I'm doing a lot of astrological research and writing. So I'm sort of inwardly turned, but I am teaching a <laughs> astrology course. That's beautiful. I think we had a little uh, uh, an applause there. That was in the the <laughs> <laughs> a lot to happen. And I will mention that myself, besides Cosmos here, that's evolving in its own fashion, because we have now for it's actually in its fifth year now, and next year will be its sixth season because we started in 2018. The ad kind of indicates, just to clarify that, but we do have the panels and they'll be designated per week. So hopefully it'll be easier for people. And I am very excited to give a lecture for OPA July 23rd about the USA's Venus star point return in 2026. It's going to be at zero degrees Scorpio, and there's just so much to dig into. So it's exciting. But we have a mission. We're back here. And let's get to the Nathan, our backbone fellow in the thank you. We're going to go in. The, I think everybody can understand me, and I need to make complete sentences. So pardon me. In the back in the studio. Here we are. It is December 28th at 8.13 in the morning, and that's 49, well, it could be 8 o'clock, 13 minutes and 49 seconds to be exact, according to Solar Fire, in the morning. This is Eastern Time. I have it for the new capital, which is Washington, D.C. So I made a few indications. Interestingly, uh, Saturn's a singleton, and it does rule the ascendant. I was using a different chart 
a time that somebody else gave me. And Justin, just before this, corrected me. So I managed to do a new electional. That's why it says electional event and got it accurate <laughs> according to their computation. But that's fascinating to think it is a singleton, at least best that I can see. Mars is still retrograde. Jupiter's at the Aries point within that first, you know, zero, zero degree. And of course we have Pluto that is uh, conjunct within three, four degrees with inner planets, Mercury and Venus. So but you can make it an exact opposition of our Mercury because um, natal Mercury for the United States is a retrograde 24 degree cancer. Um, mm -hmm. It's just. Would okay, you. Should we go to the bi-wheel or do you want to go stay with the natal? I mean, with the election. Election. Can I just I say thinking, one Let's thing look at the bi-wheel. Can I just okay. say one thing about this before we move on? One thing that jumped out with me with this, if we look at how the the planets reflect what's going on in our world with that, you know, we started out with a, in the natal chart and a Sagittarius is in it, very exploring nation, growing. But now we, we, for the next 200 and some years, we have a Capricorn ascendant. So this means a more conservative approach as we move forward. And we mm -hmm. kind of see that in our country, more conservative with the Capricorn, more traditional conservative and a more inward approach. And I always find with Pluto so close to the ascendant a lot of times, it is a really a redefining of that personality. And I think th those two things jumped mm -hmm. out to me right away in the chart of how the United States is going to go through a redef redefining of its personality being so close to the ascendant. Well, and I like that, you know, we mentioned the teenager energy and the fact that this coincides with Saturn being on the moon of the United States. And so there is like a maturation process with this, the like, no, like leaning into our elder vibes and what it means to, again, sustain ourselves, self-soothing kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I love that. I love that you're saying that because that's something that's like been prime for me in my thinking as well, that we're headed towards all of this change and this, you know, evolution, revolution that's available. But we also have to be mindful of the honoring of time. Like the people that got us here, you know, have got us here. Right. So they also do know something about sustainability. And I think that this is showing up a lot in relationships, you know, these ideas of sustainable long term relationships where we're seeing so much more in the last five years, people being like, well, I don't feel like this is going well, so I'm going to get out. Right. As opposed to that's Saturn is not the like get out planets. <laughs> Saturn is the like you hold it down and learn and grow in the commitment. Commitment changes you. Right. So these different kind of ideas where I feel like having the um, Capricorn rising too is, is that symbol of we're going to mature through it's hard and uncomfortable sometimes. But also, what do you gain as you redefine yourself through commitment to values, to time? to honoring those things. And how do we know anything about that besides asking and, and reviewing with the people who've got some sustainability to them, uh, how they did that. And, you know, for the United States, that will be, I think, to look sometimes to some of these other longer enduring countries to go, okay, wait, how do you treat your people? Like, how do you get them to not hate you? Right? Like, we'll have to ask some questions and do some learning at this time too, which I think is fantastic. And, and I might also, I agree with you, and I, and I might also say one thing, that it's when we look at patterns here, 
that what happens when the United States, when it goes through a Pluto return, about five years later, it that that energy continues to change because five years mm-hmm. later, that Pluto conjuncts the United States South Ascend or South Node. South Node. Yeah. Okay. So then, in early on, we saw the ratification of the the Confederation and the end of the 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 war in Revolutionary War. So I see this change we're happening now. Look out towards twenty twenty seven in twenty twenty eight when that hits that, and then comes then comes that that Uranus return. So we're you know, you're talking about that Aquarian energy. It's going to really come into play here in about five years or so. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're there. I like I think we're excited to talk about talk about it, you know, but the catalyst with like COVID coming in, I feel like it was like, OK, here we're going to go in this direction. But the real change and owning the dark and having the exposure of the dark sides of the United States and what's not working or where we've got imbalance of of control, things like that. We're, we're just getting in, I think. And not to mention, it's like as a country that's happening, but what's happening with the country's people, that is really where the rest of it, I think, is working out its, its resonance. Well, I like that you mentioned the ancestors that got us here, because I think one of the, um, the beauties of what Pluto and Aquarius can bring is this objectivity around horror. And I say that in the how do we get really objective and look at exactly how history has played out, look at exactly how things are and not get attached to the story of it, of being able to see it and hold it is the only way we can then actually move through and have the power to change the narrative rather than if, again, if we want to deny the dark stuff or if we want to deny aspects of ourselves because it makes our story not look pretty. Um, And even on that like dynamic of everything, as you mentioned, like the inclusivity and how we are uh, redefining how we, what we call people, I think, especially in this idea of like, what is it, youthful attracted or um, minor, attracted. Of, uh, minor, minor attracted. attracted persons. And I say that in the, like Pluto really does bring to mind this idea that everything is permissible in the fantasy realm. It isn't mm-hmm. until it is an action that we breach the idea of morality. And so it is okay to fantasize about really awful, horrifying things as long as you don't take the action towards it. That's then when we have to, again, collectively decide what is right, what is wrong, what is our own social justice system, how do we hold people accountable. But I think, again, that objectivity around the horror of how do we, again, meet it in this space where it is only ethereal, it is only imaginal, and then creating those steps for how we deal with it when it becomes concrete and real. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that is exactly it. And I think these last degrees of Pluto and Capricorn uh, have really, and Jupiter and Pisces has been really helpful as well, of bringing things from the fantasy realm into the the realm of play and going, okay, what do you think about that? That's Let's right. see how that yeah. works. Let's see yeah, you what have- that you have to, we have to see it out of the fantasy realm and decide, does that fit this metamorphosis that we're getting to go through? And, you know, in the United States, what is our country, uh, what binds us, right? We don't necessarily mm. 
common ground. So sometimes we need a common enemy to say, we okay, we just don't agree unfortunately, with that. Yes, unfortunately. We, we'll go to the next, and I don't know, if Sam, if you have something, but I am noticing that just as far as a pattern, it is on the eastern side of individuality. It does signify, I think, another layer of this intense personal reconstructing which is part of the micro and macro. I mean, because it is, it's us, it's the people. I mean, ideally, but- Well, on, look at the nodes are on the on the uh, the midheaven and the IC. So there's a focus yes. more inward and, and separate. Okay, here we are. And Sam, did you have a thought or do you want to open with- I'm this still one? thinking, go on. Okay, good. All right, that's fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll come out. So here we are. Now, I did make a little note because I had used, I think somebody else's, you know, how you get- males and I use that time, but actually it was error. But because it's a bi-wheel, folks, and I say folks, I hope that doesn't offend anybody out there in cyberland, but people, individuals, friends, that because we're using the inner wheel with the Sibley chart, and I know there's many other charts that we could use, but I'm using the one that is common often, and that's at 510 in the evening on July 4th, 1776 in Philadelphia, that whatever time the other one wouldn't make a huge difference unless you look at the ascendant. And I don't think I included the ascendant as a point. So we're safe. Okay. Disclosure. Well, and Justin, you had mentioned that every time Uranus goes into Gemini, that we as a country have a revolutionary type war or renegotiation. I think it's really interesting that again, Mars is going to station on our Uranus descendant um, I think that that really spells us making probably more volatile or explosive um, decisions around our relations with others. Yeah. And in the sixth house, though, still, but yes, I'm with you. And I'm thinking I'm living here with the volcano, but, mm -hmm. but it has to be, though. It, it's like... To me, it's very homeopathic. It's medicinal. We need to get, it's like if you have a, a, a sliver in your foot, you need to get it out. I mean, you can soak it and hopefully it'll, I used to wear barefoot all the time. I always got slivers every summer. And, you know, am I going to go through, could it come out or not? Some of them were deeper. And, uh, but get what when, out? a sliver, a sliver in the foot no, is mean, an analogy. You, well, here, we, uh, thank you, Sam, for grounding me. Uranus in the sixth house refers to, I think, so much of our service, of our innovative work we've done on the bright side, the innovation that we've brought up, but it also has to do about the, the sorrow of the inequities of, of people being authentic, you know, work that we don't care about, slavery, um, taking the Indian's land. There, there's many on a daily basis, just attitude. I mean, we could look at it that way, but we can also look at it. We have to confront, we have to see, and we don't have to all agree, but there's going to be changes through everything. And ideally, if for survival's sake, it will. Well, and I think there's something to be said about having both Uranus and Mars natally in yeah. Gemini. And again, us kind of talking about that youthful um, teenager or toddler energy to our youthful country there's almost a dynamic because so much of like the core identity has been around freedom. Mm 
You know, like I think if you were to say what is the United States core principle, I think that word is one that comes up. And so I think another aspect of this Mars Uranus is this idea that sometimes the adolescent view of what freedom is, is not what the mature sovereign knows freedom to be. And part of this dynamic is how we understand that, you know, and that petulant force where we're like, no, it's got to be this way. And how we really lean into the, the Saturn container of, oh, actually, when I stick through something, that habit, that discipline gives me so much more freedom than my reckless abandon. Well, and yeah, I think it, it also speaks to what Stormy brought up earlier related to, you know, ourselves as a country and freedom for who and mm -hmm. freedom how. So one particular thing that has kind of surfaced for me, which is interesting that it hasn't been so much a public conversation, is how ill-prepared we were and still are for health crises, right? In terms of our health mm -hmm. systems, in terms, and, and you know, this is not blaming, and this is where I think as a country, speaking of Mars, Uranus, and Gemini, we really get too split down the middle, you know, between left, right, Democrat, Republican, which largely for me becomes useless in understanding, you know, how are we going to look after each other? Yeah. Speaking of that in the sixth house related to our health and caring for each other. I think that's one other important thing that's coming up. Absolutely. Does. I think Pluto through Capricorn exposing the systems that are flawed and not working and the health system being a peak one during, you know, the last two years of the pandemic really, um, yeah, honing in for us. Well, and I would I say, I, if I could just say really quickly, I think this for me, if we look in the real world of how this Mars on this Gemini is is being represented is Twitter's a great example. And you talk about freedom, and so we we got a, a person that we're dealing with Gemini communications, and it's retrograding. So people are like, mm, maybe I don't really want to get on that social media anymore. And what is freedom? Free speech, absolutionist. You know, so I think that's a great example of real world. The whole Twitter situation with the Mars on Gem on Mars um, on the Uranus. And I think that that is also like a place where we're, we were massively unprepared in, in our own homes, many people, and having to take that Capricornian, you know, honest look at ourselves to say, oh, wait, how did I get myself into this position where if the bottom falls out, you know, I don't have that emergency savings, I don't have crops of my own that are grown, I what like, how did I get me here way before I blame my government? Right. So I think there were some conversations that were happening around that as well, that during this Mars retrograde, we're, we're going back and we're rethinking our thinking. We're rethinking our strategies of how we network, even within our own homes, you know, and what those conversations have been. Uh, the conversation of blame is a big one that I think people have been working out in their in their own homes and lives. And I know we only have one minute, but I think that's a critical okay. point because I think we are unique as a country where we have this dynamic with our own government. Yeah. Uh, mm, That's very true. We have the tools and we're bridging the gaps. We have connections and conversations. We can go into the music a little bit. We don't have to just bail out. But thank you. Thank you, Dr. Stormy Grace. Thank you, Samuel F. Reynolds. Thank you, Ray Sapp. 
Thank you, Justin Crockett, Elsie. And I'm Sue Rose Minahan. Thank you, Sue. And, <laughs> you, you know, Sue. you inspired it, Sam. And somehow we'll lead on. And blessings to every one of you. And to everybody out there. And in here. Yeah. Big mm, hugs. <laughs> well, okay. We shall continue. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 